Hello, everybody. We are alive. We exist. We're real people. It's me, Luke, and I'm back, and I'm here with... Go ahead, Dungeon Master. Oh, okay. See, I wasn't sure who you were pointing to. I Yeah, I literally pointed <laughs> at my screen. In, in uh, streaming uh-huh. across the country space. Mm-hmm. But I think you were pointing to me. So, hey, what's up? This is Dungeon Master Mike. Um, we're back. I had to go on a hiatus for a bit. I went on vacation. I went surfing. <laughs> I avoided getting stung by a stingray. Um, and then the person who I was that a shot like, at Steve Irwin? No, dude. Are you taking shots at Steve Irwin? I was, I was Man, coming back. I was going surfing <laughs> Huntington Beach, and I was going at it for like three hours or so. I only go surfing like once or twice a year, and then all of a sudden, I I I know I step on a stingray, and I'm just like, oh, I'm out of here. And there's this guy <laughs> that was in our group that no one really likes. And he's there with his family. And mm-hmm. then the next day, they're like, oh, let's not go to that beach. Let's go down like a mile to avoid the stingrays. And him and every single one of his family got stung. So <laughs> it, we were kind of happy. I don't worry about I feel like a horrible person. Hey, what's up, Captain Platt? How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? It's going to be back. Not bad. Yeah, exhausted from work, but you know, other than that, do, in the doing good. Degree temperatures. That's you true. Know, triple digit temperatures out here. I just got back actually from a ghost tour. Oh yeah. 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 We went to so uh, in case people need a reminder, um, I live in Baltimore, which is just forty five minutes north of DC. Baltimore is the famed birth and death place of Edgar Allan Poe, the horror writer. And I went on a ghost tour in a neighborhood of Baltimore called Fells Point, which back in Edgar Allan Poe's day was a place where pirates would go and just kind of hang out um, and go just put through, like put some illegal goods through. It was also a time of disease and it was horrible. People were burning bodies to get rid of the plague in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, Edgar Allan Poe uh, went to this bar called The Horse You Rode In On. And hmm. I live just five minutes from that. And so I, uh, I've i been there several times with a ghost tour took us there. And uh, we just we also went to – because the neighborhood was called Fells Point. We visited the Fells family grave. Which hmm. we didn't know. It's hidden. It's kind of like a little Mickey Mouse hidden passageway place. And it's just like that's the family grave of the neighborhood founders. And it was just like, wow. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And hmm. I had a great time. We didn't go bar cool. hopping, but it was good otherwise. Hmm. That's cool. Um, I guess, do you guys just want to start of uh, what we've been playing since the last time? Uh, Captain Platinum? Sure. Um, what have I been playing? I believe the last episode we recorded was as Lego Star Wars came out. So <laughs> I played that, got my platinum, took about 100 hours, and yeah, platinum number 69 is in the books with Lego nice. Star Wars. Nice. <laughs> yep. I thought we, I was hoping I was going to catch you on 69. Because <laughs> when we've recorded, when we last recorded a couple of months ago, you were like, like 61 or something no i've been higher than that for a while so just just hanging at 68 waiting for the the right time exactly waiting for the (laughs) perfect game to be number 69 
I did not know it was going to take a hundred hours though. Um, it was a, it was really fun the first time through. I thought it was really fun, but then it just became tedious doing the same things over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then I was telling Luke, uh, previous, uh, while we were waiting for Dungeon Master Mike to hop on, I felt like you didn't nearly build as much as like other Lego games. Like usually there's like, you have to smash the thing and build the thing. And then I felt like that really didn't exist in this game. I'm sure it was there just a little bit, but I was expecting it to be so much more. And I think in the beginning, I feel like all the other Lego games, the whole world is Lego. And this one, they actually had the real world there. And then they had um, the buildings were Lego and the people were Lego people. So, but overall, I thought they did a good job with the game. I just think the post game stuff was just way too long. It was 1200 Kyber bricks that took forever to, to get done. Mm. So, um, so that was a majority of my time through the month of April and part of May. Um, still play some Pokemon Legends Arceus, although I kind of got that on the back burner. And I actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, started the new Kirby game. Is that Forgotten Realm? I've only heard so, good things about that. It's been, I finished the first two worlds. Um, I can pick it up and just kind of go. Very easy, I would say. The couple of the time trials are a little annoying that I've had to do. Um, but yeah, it's a cute, fun game so far. I've enjoyed it. So. Um, it was record store day and I had to sit at a record store for three hours at opening, trying to get a record for a friend back <laughs> in the beginning of June or middle of June. It was June 18th. And of course I'm there at 7am and I was sixth in line and they didn't get any of the albums he wanted. So <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so that's what I'm going to play on switch is the new Kirby game. And then I was feeling a 2d Castlevania. So I bought the um, advanced collection and I've been playing through circle of the moon. So, Oh, nice. Uh, I made it a good way through that. And then I was, uh, the one that I hate with that game is, did you play it? Luke, you said, nice. I just don't know if you, played I, uh, I've played a little bit of it. Um, but you know, any, any kind of 2d Castlevania is right up my alley. Yeah. So it's, it's a good game. The hard part for me is that it's got the, card system that does all your magic and your weapons Mm -hmm. Um, so you do have the normal sub weapons that you can do but your all your magic abilities come from 20 different cards and they're random drops from certain enemies and it is so frustrating because one of the trophies is to get all 20 cards in that game um i don't know how long that will take uh one of the trophy guy things i saw said it doesn't it isn't that bad because this game has the rewind uh, rewind time feature Mm -hmm. on it like if you're playing Nintendo games on the Switch. So um, I I think I have like two or three bosses left on that one. But I was like, you know what? I need a break from this right now. And I started a game both of you have played that I'm hoping will be platinum number 70. And that is Ghost of Tsushima. I'm excited for you to uh, play this game. Cause... I was hoping Mike would get excited, but he's not excited. I actually having kind of a hard time hearing you. I don't know what game oh. it was you were talking Ghost about. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of yes, Tsushima. I love Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, can Luke? Can you hear me fine? I thought we uh-huh. did an audio. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, I think you were just a little far away from the microphone. No, I'm like right near it, so maybe yep. I was a little okay. bit further back. No, I can hear you much better. Ghost mm-hmm. of Tsushima, huh? Yeah, I'm I really finally started that. that. Probably about ten hours in. I'll tell Luke I'm still in that first area. And I've done the three, I guess, main side quests now. 
Um, I really enjoyed um, what was the lady's side quest? The uh, the older samurai woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I forget her name, but her quest I thought was like one of the better ones. They're all pretty good, but yeah. for for anyone who 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 hasn't played Ghost of Tsushima without ruining it too much, there are like four major side quests um, mm-hmm. that have storylines throughout the entirety of the game, and it's they. They give you like the plot of the side quest right in mission one, so I don't think it'll be a spoiler to mention it as long as you're okay with the Captain Platinum, like what her story basically is. Yeah, yeah, that's the estate, right? That's the lady yeah. you're talking about, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like after after Tsushima, kind of like where shit hits the fan, uh, she's hunting someone who's betrayed her family, and it's yep. just a really really cool. Mm-hmm. Like classic samurai re- revenge story, and it goes throughout right. the entire game. And it's pretty good. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think that like usually I'll play like when I play those games, I play them through a couple times. I'll play them through the first time, and I just main story it. Don't don't you know deviate unless I need to. I just go all the way through. I don't do the exploring. I'm just like just get it done, and then once I beat it, I'll new game plus it, and then I'll come back through and enjoy all this other stuff. I didn't do that with this game. This game, I had so much fun just like riding around just with how beautiful that game was. And then like, you know, the little random foxes coming up and you're like, Ooh, Fox, take me to the hot spring. (laughs) Um, Like it was, I just, I was so engrossed with it. Like, and yeah, I won't, I'll wait until you're done before um, because there are some emotional moments later on that are just like chef's kiss perfect you know Um, you know what i really liked about the game hmm. i really liked the horse riding mechanics yeah yeah everything was smooth and it felt natural yeah like the um and like the interactions you have with your horse too is like really well plotted out it's like you you get like an idea of like you have a relationship with the Mm -hmm. horse um like when you after you complete i forget what type of missions they are but like there's a couple of times where um, where the main character is just kind of napping and the horse is like on the floor with him mm-hmm. and like their like heads are like touching and it's when you press the joystick or a button, one of them wakes up and nudges the other and then they get up and then you start journeying together. Mm-hmm. Like the horse is really what what color horse did you get? I picked I picked Kage. Kage, but one. you picked the white horse, right? Uh, you didn't call him Kage. You called him Cage. No, I was, call, I was calling him Cage. I was like, listen, I know it's Kage, but I'm going to call him Rage Cage. So I called him Cage the whole time. Um, but yeah, no, that's the one that I chose. What about you? Uh, what about you, mine's, Cat Platt? Mine's Brown. I don't know its name. Um, so I have the director. You should cut. learn its name. Eh, I've got the I've got the uh, director's cut PS5 edition and mm-hmm. oh it is glorious. Like, oh yeah. The, the, yeah. Um, the thing that's really annoying that I'm trying to figure out how to turn it off is I think the controller vibrates so hard that um, it takes the swipe of the left or the right. So I'll be walking and all of a sudden he's trying to play his flute and I'm like I didn't tell you to do that. Like stop it. Hmm. Um, I wonder if it's a setting if you can turn the intensity yeah. down on it. 
it's the only thing I can think of that it's been really annoying with the game yeah. for me on PS5. Because so. I've I've played it on PS4 and on PS5. It came with the bundle when I when I bought my PS5. So I've played like the majority of the way through it on that as well. I never ran into that, but I also keep the intensity vibration and stuff on my controllers a little bit lower just so the batteries last longer. Mm, so that's the secret, huh? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't ma- make them last much longer, but it just, I'm just keep joking. Um, 20 minutes, 20 minutes longer. <laughs> um, um, I do love the fast travel mechanic, the instantaneous load. Like that has been awesome. Mm-hmm. The fact that once I get somewhere and then they're like, Oh, go get this upgrade. I can go back to that temple or whatever and grab whatever and then i can instant travel back that's been a great mechanic or i can ride my horse which is also just beautiful and stunning although i feel like sometimes there's a little too much of the standoff stuff but uh, i'm assuming it gets. i love the standoff stuff you get you'll get you'll get um that's that's what i would do with uh instead because you know i don't do stealth that's not me Mm -hmm. so i would literally walk to the front of the town and then i call call people out and like you can upgrade your skills that allows you to attack up to like five to seven guys before they can do anything Mm -hmm. and i'm like yes (laughs) this is what i want yeah no that's it's been a great mechanic and i can do the three i think it is so it's great yeah 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 i think that's the majority of what i'm playing so I okay, so I'll go next. I have been playing pretty much um always Xenoverse 2, always. Um, but uh <laughs> I'm not surprised. Always, always. Um, but I've also been playing a lot of the show 22. Uh and Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I love the show. It's it's awesome. Um and they've um so the Major League Baseball the last couple of years has been uh putting out these things there they call them the the city connect uniforms right where they're just like a chance for the teams to kind of just make something that represents you know the city maybe less than the franchise um like uh the the angels they just did theirs earlier this year and you know they're uh california la anaheim area so a lot of like they released theirs and they're very like um beach themed like surfer themed like angels is written like the old 1950s like surfer font and they're like sand colored uniforms and they're just you know they just do stuff like that but the show has been so on it with these jerseys the day that they debut in real life they're on the game like the exact same day so uh, San Diego just released theirs and it was on, on Friday and boom, it was on the game. I could use them on Friday. Um, so that's just something really cool that usually you don't see that a lot in sports games. Like when someone gets like a new Jersey or a new court, it's like, well, wait till next year's. And then you have to buy a whole new version of the game and, and then you can get it then. Whereas the baseball ones like, here you go. You guys want it? It's right here. We knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. So th- there you go. So I really appreciate that. Uh, I play the the career mode in that, and it's it's always really fun, especially because you can mess with sliders and difficulty stuff. Like if you want a challenge, you can load like super realistic sliders. If you just want to lay back and hit home runs, you can do that too. Um, but yeah, it's it's just been it's been fun. 
and I like the uh the thing about the the baseball game with the like the different stadiums they have like these different feels like in game and like you're like oh okay I'm playing in San Francisco so I can hit that way but you know I'm playing in Baltimore I can't hit that way because the fence is a different orientation than it is in the other place so you actually kind of have to do a little little bit of strategy of where you hit per per park and stuff like that but um so that uh played a little bit of fallen order um i was playing star wars squadrons for a little bit uh a couple weeks ago um as call of duty here and there um but uh Jamie, we were talking, this is, this is kind of a, I'm going to slide this news story in because we were talking about Madden mm-hmm. earlier yep. and uh, speaking of the career modes and stuff, cause that's what I like to do uh, in the Madden games. When you do a career mode, 80% of it is just you getting to the NFL. Like you're playing in your high school playoffs and then you're playing at your college team and then you're playing in preseason and then when you get to the NFL, you finally get to the NFL. Like there's no story after that. There's no progression, but you've just spent four hours trying to get to the NFL. And it gets to a point where you're just like, Oh my gosh, just get there. Can I, what can I skip to get there? Because there's like all these cinematics and stuff like that, that they're all the same. They don't really between every single person that's ever played the game. Um, but, uh, I was looking up when I was looking up news stories before I did find this one about Madden 23, apparently they are reprioritizing that mode and like what's important. So apparently instead of starting, you know, back when, wherever you are, they start you at the end of your rookie contract. So you're like a fourth year player. So you can pick wherever you want to go. You can, and then the cinematics will now go with like certain milestones that you reach. So everyone will eventually see all the cinematics, but they can be in very different orders. Um, so that should add a little more um, like intrigue to playing it to see what's, see what's going on there. But yeah, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Do we know if that's coming out anytime soon? Usually Madden drops like, I feel like in August during training camp time. Um, I believe, uh, sorry, let me just click on it. Uh, August 19th. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, usually it's right around the middle of August Mm -hmm. training camps. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's really what I've been playing. And again, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, because of course I had to go make an orange Namekian, right, Mike? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Gohan Blanco now is, uh, canon. Yep. I was really happy about that. For those who don't know, there is an entire fan fiction section of Dragon Ball in Spanish, and it's been memed to hell. But one of the <laughs> main characters, other than Ultra Instinct Shaggy from Scooby Doo, <laughs> is uh, which, by the way, he's he's also in a game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's is it Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers has their own. Um, fighter game now and it's actually pretty legit and shaggy is one of the main characters he's kind of like your, your everyman he's sort of like the basic fighter that you know everyone can learn on and one of his ultimates is he turns into ultra instinct shaggy yep. it is um, it's called wb's multiverses 
Yes, multiverses. It's from what I hear from the fighting game community, it's it's pretty tight. It's pretty legit. Um, it's yeah, a free and, and it's a free to play crossover platform fighter too, so anyone yeah. can play it for free. I am considering giving it a shot. The meme um, born. I just pulled up an article and it says, which will include the meme born Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really weird because they're acknowledging it and it's legitimate, um, at least in in that game. But yeah, Gohan Blanco is another character that has been uh, written by oh, the Spanish man. community. Um, next, we need El Armado, who is the brother of Jiren. <laughs> <laughs> we need him to come in. Um, but yeah, so. So Gohan this, Blanco. I just pulled up the roster for multiverses. You ready for this? Yes. So Wonder Woman, Tom and Jerry, Superman, Steven Universe. Shaggy, Rain Dog, Jake the Dog, Harley Quinn, Garnet, Finn the Human, Bugs Bunny, Batman, Arya Stark, Velma, Taz, and the Iron Giant. Fuck, what? <laughs> um, it's, it's a great roster. When does this game come out? It's already uh, out, I uh, think. Yeah, open, uh, the open beta is out now. Yeah, the open beta was scheduled for this month. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about this. In November, I want right, to say right when they they announced the game, but I didn't think mm. it was out yet. Oh so yeah, I, I just want to know how Iron Giant works in there. I want to know like, how is it just his feet like has a legitimate fight on Superman, but it's all right. He's got he'll he's got a uh, a gun that he stole from Elmer Fudd that has kryptonite bullets. Yep. <laughs> Listen, when do I get to play as Elmer Fudd in Call of Duty? That's the real question. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Mike, uh, what what have you been playing? I have been playing The Quarry. The Quarry? I can't. Mm-hmm. I had a speech impediment as a kid. I can't say certain words. The Quarry, where you harvest rocks? Yes. Quarry. The Quarry. Quarry. And it is where all the a, Power Ranger fights took place because yeah. there's no civilization there and nothing to get destroyed. Sure. The qu- <laughs> I don't sure. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. The movie. Yeah. A lot of times they're always like, oh, they're attacking the quarry. Yeah. Is a place where they can have the least casualties <laughs> and cheapest movie budgets. Exactly. Um, cheapest TV show budget. <laughs> so the quarry is quarry. The quarry uh, is about Okay, so first off, have you guys ever played Heavy Rain? Yes. I have not. It's in the list. Okay, let's talk about the mechanics of this game. It's not a video game in the traditional sense where it's an action or an RPG or a strategy. It is pretty much a goosebump style choose your own adventure mm-hmm. story where you have minimal control of the characters and you're essentially watching a movie and that's kind of the point. It's kind of built to be like a party game with a lot of people. Not a lot of people, but you know, with you and a couple of friends watching a movie together, passing the controller along. You make decisions, you choose dialogue, you make, uh, you, you have quick time events, which designate yeah, it's... what the character's skill in something. Right, it's a it's a David Cage game. Yeah, um, he did uh, uh, Detroit Become Human. Um, same same type of until dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Heavy Rain. So I played Heavy Rain. I did not play Detroit Become Human or Until Dawn. I've been wanting to play Until Dawn. I never got around to it. But the quarry is considered to be a spiritual successor to Until Dawn. So it is a horror genre. Although I wouldn't necessarily call it horror, and I'm not sure if that's because my jaded soul no longer feels fear. But I think it's more of like a thriller that takes mm-hmm. inspiration from 80s-style horror. Um, okay. The the title screen, when you when the query, when you look at the logo, it looks just like the Friday the 13th logo, if you put them side by side. Friday That's the 13th awesome. logo has, like, you know, it's written in blood. So is the quarry, but it's a little bit more stylized. Um, there is, it takes place at a summer camp. Uh, the characters are camp counselors at the end of the season, at the end of the summer season. And I can't even really say like what happens because that depends on what your choices and stuff. But by the time you end chapter one, there's a prologue, but when you end chapter one, it's determined that you uh, pretty much your car can't doesn't can't leave. Uh, There was a minivan that was supposed to take you and the camp counselors out from the camp uh, something happens to the car and you can't leave. And the guy who owns the camp is like freaking the fuck out. And he's like, okay, listen, go into the lodge. You can stay there for one more night. Do not open the lodge for anybody at all. And then like you have, you know, young twenties, mid twenties characters that are just like, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's go steal some beer and, and, and steal a gun and shoot some watermelons and have a party out. And they, do that, break oh, the man. rules, and they are running from two t- two threats. And I don't think these are spoilers in any way because this is what's implied. You're running away from people that are hunting them, and you're running away from a monster. And there's a connection. There's a story that goes about. And it all depends on certain decisions that you make. The uh, quick time events are the most complicated things that you have to go through so anyone can play it. And even that point, like that's that's not like a diss on easiness of a game. That's just the style of this game. Um, there are accessibility options, which I am now a big fan of. Oh, um, I'm so into this game. Sorry. I am I am looking into it right now. And oh, I'm dude, I'm gonna it. I'm gonna have to buy this. They have a oh, check this out. They have a bizarre yet bona fide podcast. Yes, it's a six part limited podcast series. Uh, professional paranormal investigators Grace and Anton reveal what the authorities don't want you to know about the truly bizarre going on in North Kill. Yes, so I am yes. I'm bizarre but this. modified is a podcast that serves as kind of like the backdrop a little bit one of the main characters listens to it and oh, that kind of gives him the information to like tell the story to the rest of the characters and the viewers this game i think is one of i wouldn't even say it's a high concept game but it is definitely a unique spin on the quick time event movie style video games. I know there's a lot of people, haters of, of David Cage out there, but I feel like this one is pretty fun. Uh, and I'm a, I was a fan of Heavy Rain, too, so it's not mm-hmm. like he really needed to win me over. But there's a couple different modes with this. So there's um, you can play it single player, right? Uh, there is a co-op mode where it, you can pass it. Uh, you can pass the uh, the controller to various people in that are sitting down watching. 
and the game will indicate to you, okay, pass it on to this person, pass it on to the next person. And they have control, um, which pretty much is like, you know, when it's not your turn, you're just looking at the story unfold and there's nothing you can do about it. You're not really interacting mm. with it. They also have a movie mode where you can choose a designated outcome and you just watch the game as a movie. And there are two, no, there are three um, modes within movie mode. You can choose everyone survives and you can see how the game plays out with that. You can watch the game with everyone dying and you can see it turn out like that. And then there is a director's mode where the game pretty much plays itself. And then when it comes to a life or death situation, you choose what happens to that character. So there is a mode where you're not even playing. It's just a movie and you can just kind of kick back and enjoy it. Um, upon completing the game, you have a death rewind counter. So if you want to run through previous, uh, you know, if you want to run through the game and see what other nooks and crannies you can find or other side decisions or get certain things, um, you can, uh, you know, you, if you get to a life or death situation and you fail it, you could rewind death and kind of replay that scene. You got, you know, three chances on that. Um, I think it's it's pretty obvious that 90%, about 90% of the choices you make do not necessarily affect the ending. It affects the narrative, but not necessarily the ending. Um, as an example, I, in my first playthrough of this game, I'm on my second playthrough, I'm enjoying it. My first playthrough, I somehow was able to take a phone snapshot. Uh, one of the characters was a, had enough time to pull out her phone and take a picture of the monster directly in the face. And it, ter- it turns out it's a piece of evidence uh, that you can use. Well, it's not really to use it. It, it, kind of, it kind of influences the epilogue. And I was like, cool, sweet. Found a piece of evidence. And on my second playthrough, I don't know what I did wrong. But I did not get that opportunity. But I hmm. have unlocked other things that I didn't do in my first playthrough. So there's enough variation for me to want to go back and play at least another time after this one. Um, wow, that's awesome! Yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a it's a blast. It's a fun story. Uh, highly influenced by uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, the '80s slasher movies. It does not take itself too seriously. All the characters yeah. are acted by real actors. James right. Smith is one of them. Uh, Justice Smith. Justice Smith. Justice Smith. Um, He's really David, good. David Arquette, Ted Raimi, Lance Hendrickson, oh, Ethan Ted Supley. Real good. Ted Raimi is... I mean, he looks just like Sam Raimi, but he yeah. he's real good. They all look exactly like him. I'm looking on... I'm on their webpage. Ethan Supley, um, Lynn one, Shane. There was one character I really liked. She did not get a whole bunch. Yeah, see, it it rates seven out of ten on Steam because like it, it's not one of those games where they're trying to aim at everyone. It's a specific right. genre for a specific right, right. type of player. So yeah, it's going to get like a seven out of ten on Steam, and I think that's really really good. Um, let's yeah. see. There is I, there is one actress who did an amazing job. What was the character's name? Her name was Caitlin. Caitlin, that would be by Brenda Song. Okay, so Brenda Song did an amazing job. She was okay. So um, here's the thing: they did motion capture on on their faces and everything. 
And it's kind of funny because some are done really well. Caitlin's character was animated very well. She had very realistic expressions. Justice Smith, I thought, was one of them too that had very good, uh, very good expressions. And, and very, you know, and and then all the rest of the characters were kind of hit or miss, um, which I don't think is like necessarily a bad thing. You you notice a couple things like they're not staring at each other in the eyes. Uh, hmm. Made probably a little bit of uncanny valley, a little bit. Uh, there was one time, one character. Her name is Emma. She's supposed to be like the hot e girl or like the the streamer, the Twitch streamer, um, and she. Like she's, I think her character has the most problems with the face motion capture because she does she makes some really weird expressions and you're just like whoa, but they just released like a three gigabyte update the other day or no it was like a ten gigabyte update so I think oh I know her a lot of it that's uh uh Halston Sage she was in the Orville okay. Yes, yeah, so she, but her voice acting is really good, and and the game does not take itself super seriously, like it. You know, like for a fact, it it doesn't. Um, what's what's one example? Uh, what in in one chapter you're kind of like raiding this in preparation for this party that's going to like put everyone in danger. Uh, two characters go to a storehouse and they essentially just break in and they are looking for booze and they're looking for food. And one of the main characters, he's kind of like the jock character. Um, he finds these like kid treats that are called like peanut butter pops. And he just flips out over it and he sings the song and you're just sitting there watching him like, Oh, there's no way anyone would do this in front of the girl who, like, he thinks is hot. I don't know. Maybe he would. I, it just it seems like it. They the writers knew that the concept was ridiculous, and and it kind of they lean into the B horror movie schlock, um, which means it for me it's not scary, but there is high tension moments, and I did enjoy that a lot. Um, so I would recommend it. I would really recommend playing the quarry if you want to go for something different. If you're down for that type of gameplay, Luke, I think you would enjoy it. I, I just th- purchased it, so oh, there you we, go. <laughs> I will be playing it um, after we're done here. Yeah, it's well, fun. So yeah. we had Urzon on our last episode, the Twitch streamer, um, and he played this on his channel in the hall, and I think they all liked it too. So yeah, cool. it's it's a blast. It's a fun game. Okay. So I would um, recommend it. Everyone play it. Yeah. Um, next next recording, I will bring back my verdict, which yeah, will probably definitely. be we'll very to, similar. We'll have to um, yeah, we'll have to talk about this a little bit more in depth, and maybe yeah. next next time we can go into a little bit of spoilers. I yeah. don't really think there's too many spoilers because the game can be completely different on a, on a certain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun to compare and contrast stories. Yeah. Um. um Another game I'm playing is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: Eyes of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you know what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, but it is very a uh, high octane shonen manga anime, and there are a couple of video games. Um, as everyone on the podcast knows, I'm a fan of fighter games. Whenever mm-hmm. I decide to dedicate some time into a fighter game, I end up loving it. Dragon Ball Fighters. One I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. The last one I, I played a few hours on. I, actually, I need to play put some more hours into it. 
but Guilty Gear was another one. I just like fighting games. I don't necessarily go competitive. But there is a remastered JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game that is coming out in September, September 1st. It is a remastered, oh, it's a remastered or a, like a, yeah, it's, it's like a remastered version of it. The original version of the game came out in 2013. And it was one of those games that everyone loved, but it didn't get enough, like, it didn't get enough didn't get enough love until later on after support for it dropped. And also since then, um, the author of Jojo's bizarre adventure finished a completely new Jojo story. So there's going to be more content added on to it for Jojo part eight and more characters and more backdrops and stuff. So it's, it's going to get a re-release. It's going to get the treatment um, when it was released in 2013, they used the same models, they used the same engine to create a second game called Eyes of Heaven, which is a side story for JoJo, and it is pretty. It looks pretty much like uh, the fighter game, except it's two versus two, and instead of it being like a 2D fighter, it's more like a 3D all range battle. If you played Urgeis from the PlayStation One days, uh, that had like Final Fantasy VII guest fighters in it. So, like, Cloud, Tifa, Zack, and Sephiroth were in it. Um, it, That's kind of like that same format, where it's like a 3D, you have a 3D arena, and it's, you've got more, like, commands that you give the characters and they fight. Um, And so, it's, I decided to give Eyes of Heaven a shot to kind of prep me up for the fighter game that's coming out and being remastered uh, September 1st. So I've been playing it and it is wild and is batshit crazy. It makes absolutely no sense, but it's a lot of fun. Absolutely love it. Cool. Um, so I had, uh, I got some news stories here and I wanted to talk to you, <laughs> excuse me about this one, Mike, uh, there's a D and D adventure coming out called wages of vice. Yeah. So so what what uh, what do you know about that? What's that what's that looking like? It's pretty much, it's pretty much if you take Mardi Gras and uh like throw it into a fantasy setting. It looks pretty good. I actually so sad story. Um one of the reasons why I haven't really been like recording the podcast lately is because I have been burnt out. Work has completely burnt me out. That means I have dropped all my Dungeons and Dragons games. I put them all I like I I just could not I I just haven't really been following Dungeons and Dragons news lately because work has burnt me out so much. It's only like in the past couple of weeks since my vacation that I've really been starting to get back into the swing of it, interacting with the community again uh, because work just absolutely burned out the enjoyment in me. I just was not enjoying very much of anything. Um, and so this new uh, this new adventure, I it completely slipped under my radar. I did not realize it was actually coming until uh, I think like probably last week. And then I forgot about it pretty promptly. And then Luke, you sent me the link to it right now, but it's pretty much a uh, exploration of it's a fifth level adventure. Uh, For those who don't know Dungeons and Dragons is split up between 20 levels and level five is sort of considered to be the start of like tier two characters, you know, like tier one being like your brand new 
tier two is like you're seasoned at this point. You're seasoned veterans of adventure and intrigue and stuff like that. And so the journeys through the Radiant Citadel, or yeah, Radiant Citadel, basically it is a um, massive floating city. It's written by uh, T.K. Johnson, who is uh, way, way deep into uh, the Dungeons & Dragons scene. Um, she is, I find this, this is actually a huge selling point for me, um, because I, I do not shy away from like the racism and stuff that is inherent in fantasy. Uh, I think as a fantasy fan, that's something that you have to kind of like come to terms with and you have to like accept it. And then also accept the fact that even though certain, uh, concepts are very, very shitty in origin, um, it's time to explore new things that make fantasy great. So one of the selling points for me, Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel, the author is black. And so she writes a whole fantasy story and a setting and everything. She's a very talented writer. And it's coming through the lens of a black fantasy fan. And it is it has a completely new aesthetic. And it looks phenomenal. Uh, it looks... The, the character designs just look great. Um, it is going to be in stores and it will be online July 19th. So by the time you get this podcast, it'll probably be out a week. <laughs> cool. Um, <coughs> yeah, it looks, it looks fun. It's a, yeah, it looks, it looks like a blast. It's pretty much exploring uh, like vices within city ruling. So it's, you've got like a ruling class. Uh, you've got kind of like main supplies that give people uh, income and the exploitation of that. Uh, there is um, family, kind of like different families that uh, delve into murders and crime to get more power and you get kind of caught up in these like plots. And one of the things that um, they wanted to do was to be able to solve some of these conflicts that you come into in nonviolent ways. Um, so if you, if you are kind of like the hack em and slash them, yeah, plenty of that for you. But if you want to be the type that plays it on hard mode, negotiates it, uh, and your DM is open to that type of solution, there are going to be uh, ways you can resolve plenty of conflicts without violence. Most of the adventures, uh, as quoted by uh, T.K. Johnson, most of the adventures have nonviolent options for resolving them. Uh, it's going to, it's kind of what's called solar punk. If you are familiar with cyberpunk, solar punk is like, it comes in with hope punk, uh, themes of optimism and community, um, kind of like you know we can, uh, we we can we can rise above type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, which th that doesn't mean that like shitty things can't happen. That mm -hmm. just means that the overall like story point is very positive, uh, or you can glean something positive from it. Versus like cyberpunk, which is just like everything sucks and there's nothing you can do about it 
but fight for your own freedom or grimdark which is every good action is punished like, you know like it's mm-hmm. I, I i love those types of stories i haven't really gotten to a whole bunch of hope punk or solar punk uh those are kind of new genres of fantasy but that's kind of the area where it is going so if you want something more positive if you want to try something from a uh, writer whose background does not fit in with traditional fantasy author backgrounds, uh, someone who is talented, uh, if you love the art and you love Dungeons and Dragons and you want kind of like a new spin on the story, I definitely recommend going through uh, Journeys uh, through the Radiant Citadel. So give cool. that a shot. Also, some new other news for D&D enthusiasts. Uh, the uh, a lot of the stuff where people buy their content on uh, DMs Guild and also Drive Through RPG, which is DMs Guild but for other systems. Uh, those websites are going to connect pretty soon. There's a plan to incorporate Roll Twenty into DMs Guild. So if you buy something on DMs Guild. Uh, authors will have a choice to include Roll20 options for your purchase. So say you buy a campaign on DMs Guild and uh, you buy the PDF and there's this really cool map, but then you're like, okay, well, I got to print screen the map or save this single page of the map, put it in Roll20, upload it, overlay the grid, make sure the sizing's correct. And then I got to you know, put trap doors or I got to put new icons. You got to build the map from scratch, which is something I've had to do. Uh, authors that put in a little bit of extra time, they could put Roll20 options for the campaign uh, onto DMs Guild. And when you purchase it on DMs Guild, it loads it automatically up into your Roll20 account. So there's going to be a merger there, which is huge because that's that's like 75% of the work that I do for my online games is purchasing something and then converting it to Roll20. But if I can just simply buy Curse of Strahd, for example, on uh, DMs Guild... I will automatically get on a roll 20 that prevents you from buying several products, you know, multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge thing. Uh, you, a lot of authors are going, are retroactively going to add roll 20 options to products that I may have already purchased. And I can just go back and download those or that's buy cool. them as a separate option. So that's, that's a whole thing that's happening. So that's pretty good news. That's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's being incorporated like right now, so. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I've got uh, I, I cut it down to uh, four quick news stories, and then one that we'll probably talk about for a little bit longer than a few few minutes. Um, so the first one, sticking with our our '80s theme that we started with the quarry uh, publisher Nakon. Uh, it's a Milan-based development studio are making a new Terminator video game. Um, and it's going to be the sci-fi franchise's first open-world survival game. Uh, it is says it will be set after the events of Judgment Day, the nuclear holocaust uh, initiated by Skynet that destroys much of humanity, but before the creation of John Connor's resistance against the machines. So it'll be set before the other uh, game that they published in 2019, Terminator Resistance. Um, this looks this looks awesome. Uh, from the reveal trailer, uh, you get a T eight hundred. Again, if you're if you're a Terminator fan and or a survival fan, 
um, I think I think that's going to be right up your alley. So this is like this is going to be kind of like a darker cyberpunk, um, like really threat for survival type of scenario. Then, yeah, it looks like it. What's it called? I'll look it up right uh, now. It is. Whoops, I just closed it. Uh, Terminator. Uh, it's Terminator Judgment. I or it doesn't have the name yet. It's. Sorry, I'm getting back there. I just shut the window that had it on there. Um, but while I am looking that up, we also have a, another one, uh, RoboCop Rogue City, which is going to be a, a first-person shooter, um, also from Nacon. So it looks like they've found their niche, and it is reviving 80s, um, <laughs> 80s movie franchises. Uh, what it's again, it's coming out 2023, uh, and it takes place at the same time or shortly after 1987's Robocop. Um, but yeah, it looks and uh, the returning to the role of Robocop is Peter Weller, so it's actually actually Peter Weller, um, who played Robocop back in the day. Uh, and I have lost what that Terminator game is. I'm very bad at news right now, but, um, yeah. And that one comes out June, uh, 2023, the RoboCop game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Hey guys, remember when, uh, they, uh, Ubisoft announced that, uh, open world pirate game, skull and bones. Yeah. The one that I don't think has ever come five out. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we have a launch date of November 8th of 2022. And how much do you want to bet that that shit's going to sink hard? Uh, I don't know because you got to think about it. They started making this previous generation. Okay. And now it's coming out on this generation. So... Yeah, first yeah. announced at E3 2017. It was originally was marketed. Year- 2017 was five years ago? Yes, sir. Yeah. Damn. And then they said in 2018, it was marked for a 2019 release, and then it was delayed to 2020, and then it was delayed again because of COVID. And then it was recently rated by the ESRB, so then they could put a release date out. So this game better be awesome. <laughs> you know what i mean it it, be, it better be awesome um i love pirate games so i'll play it um i'll probably wait till the reviews come out see if i'm gonna get it you know right when it comes out or if i'm gonna wait till they fix everything and then i get it um and then the last of the quick news stories i have there is a uh game coming out called star trek resurgence um, and it is a lot like kind of we talked uh, before when we were talking about the quarry. Um, this is a telltale game style uh, story, like a story focused games. Um, but this is from a company called Dramatic Labs. Uh, and it apparently has a bunch of the people that used to work for telltale work there. Um, but it looks like like you make your own Star Trek character and your they have this fully immersive um story and it it doesn't just um use uh quick time events you can all there's also like 
little action moments of it, but it is basically the same as um, the Telltale games where your decisions of what you make depends on how the game plays. Um, So I'm a fan of Star Trek. I'm a fan of Telltale games. I'm ready for that. It's supposed to come out uh, this year uh, for PS4, PS5, Xbox, and PC. So Mm. this is something I feel like Panda Pat would be all about too. Yeah, I think she would. And the last one that we'll probably uh, talk is this, about. Is this the one I sent you? Yes. Uh, Can I? Uh, the, yeah, go ahead. Before you do that. Um, I don't know your guys' thoughts on this, but uh, there was the. Did you guys ever play Turtles in Time? The side scroller yeah. or the. Yes. Did you know? Religiously. The Ninja, did you know Shredder's? Uh, I think it's called Shredder's Revenge is out now on most media now. And I think it's part of Game Pass. Oh, so I didn't see if it was on Game Pass, but if it is, um, I'm going to be yeah. on it. Uh, I hear it's great, just a little short. So I just want to make sure you're aware. Yeah, it's called Shredder's Revenge. And I think it's got like 16 levels. It's that side-scroller, Turtles in Time-ish type gameplay, all made up. Oh, yeah, Uh, you know I'm there for that. Yeah, so that's been out for a couple weeks. (laughs) 100%. That's been really cool. And I don't think we're going to touch on it, but we can talk a little bit more about it next time, too. Uh, The Last of Us Remake. What do you guys think about that? Did you guys see any screenshots of that? I did. Um, Cause we had the remake and then they released the remat or we had the original, then they released the remaster. remaster. Right. And yeah, no, now it's is... the remake. I, yeah. I was looking at some of the screenshots and I could tell a little bit of difference between the remaster and the remake, but I'm like, not enough for me to get it. You know? Yeah. Now they're calling it the last of us part one to go in line with the last of us part two. So mm. I didn't think we needed to dwell too long on it, but I know that stuff right. has come up since we've chatted last. So uh, mm. I just wanted to touch on those super quick because, you know, me, Sony yeah. Pony over here. Yeah. So. Well, hey, it's all right. You get to stay on that Sony Pony for the next one. Well, um, <laughs> and then, oh, my gosh, uh, I lost it here. I had the games of the month for July. So this is the other thing I don't think we've talked about. Sony released their tiering of the mm. PS plus we had mentioned it but yeah we we yeah we did a, a episode where we were breaking down what what it was all going to include yeah so this month it is Crash Bandicoot 4 um it's about time so i'm excited cuz i didn't pick that game up yet um i'd seen it drop to about 30 bucks but now it's included uh dark pictures man of medan um this one i've seen around it feels like it's part of a trilogy and it's kind of had my interest i've been curious what it's even about i don't know if you guys have played that and then Arcade Get-In is the other free game this month on PS Plus. If No matter which which tier you have, those are the three free games. So I just wanted to hit those real quick because, um, yeah, we haven't yeah. talked a little bit. But, yeah, the, the tiering structures out there, I haven't done anything with it. I'm I'm just going to stay, I think, where I'm currently at, mm-hmm. at the, the $60 tier, which I paid like 30 bucks for. So. Right, right. All right. Um, no, you're yeah, glorious. No, yeah. it's your glorious oh, okay. story. Because this is all you, buddy. Mm, we got God of War Ragnarok uh, trailer <laughs> and launch date, which, uh, again, if you've listened to many episodes of this, you know my love. Um, I was so excited when I saw this. We're going to get it on November 9th of this year. Um, it was originally delayed from, I believe, 2021. But I mean, these guys, like, it's the same studio. It's the same. Everything's the same. So I am, I am hyped 
on this. And apparently there's a, I just saw a video for the new collector's edition that I really need to not get, <laughs> but it's something that I really want. <laughs> I, I think I even said, you were like, if it was on game cast, I, I, or if it was on the top tier and I got it for free, I'd buy I'm like, nah, you're going to buy the highest tier collector's edition you can find. Yeah. And the collector's edition boxes come in. Uh, it's a knowledge keepers shrine. Um, I'm just clicking through it right now. Looks like you get a set of dwarven dice that come with it. Um, two Venier twin carvings. Uh, what's next? Uh, steelbook display case. Uh, some in some in game stuff. Uh, Berserker uh, Berserker Axe. Um, Blades of Chaos, and the big thing that comes in it is a giant Thor hammer, like traditional hammer of Thor. Ooh. Um, yeah, I might need that. I might need it. I might need it. Um, Oh, is that a different edition? No, no, same thing. No. Yeah. They have a different edition that comes with like a Yggdrasil cloth, cloth map, but also the same stuff as the other one. It looks it looks amazing. Um, I need yeah. to stop watching it, so I do not pre-order it right now. There we go. All right. Did we actually get a trailer? I know I saw the just the image with the date. Did did they actually? Yeah, there's a, a li- just just a little bit of showing uh, Atreus and Kratos together. Oh, yep, yep. I see it now. It's like a twenty twenty three second thing here. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing big. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Are you going to try to play through the first one again before do like a game? New game probably, plus? probably like the couple weeks before. I'm just going to be like, all right. Uh, the ter- sorry, Terminator game found the story. Uh, it's Terminator Survival Project. Oh, it doesn't have a name. Then. Nope, nope, doesn't have a name. So I did all that digging whilst talking about other things for no reason. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Okay. God of War. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. I'm excited. I, um, I, I'm struggling with the idea. Do I want to go through all four of the mainline God of War games before I go through this next one? I still only have a PS4. Um, and I'm not going to get a PS5 for a while because I'm going to get my brother a PS5 for his birthday. <laughs> so hopefully he's not I mean, listening. <laughs> well, he's not. I know he's not. Well, if he if he is, oh, well, congratulations. But I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to. I will. Like, I will not find a way to send him the link to this episode. I promise. Yeah. Uh, but so it's gonna be a while, and I don't really want to buy God of War on the PS4 because, like, the query, the query, quarry, um, quarry, is really struggling on my PS4. <laughs> um, like textures weren't weren't even loading in correctly because it's it kind of pushes the graphics pretty um pretty hard and so it's um i uh i i worry that if i buy god of war ragnarok on my ps4 i want to get like a subpar experience um so i'm excited but i'm not letting myself get like wait so excited that it's gonna be kind of shitty you know so uh yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked for it like regardless because I really want to see where this goes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, you guys have, uh, anything else before we, uh, wrap this one up? I don't think so. I hit on the, the stuff that came to mind. I know it's been a little bit okay. since we recorded. There's that Nintendo Direct Mini, but I think it was all third-party stuff. And, right. And I didn't even watch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, all right, then. Uh, guys, thanks for uh, listening. Um, hey, you guys, thanks for, for being on. It was fun. Oh, thanks, yeah. Everyone. Happy to record again. Uh, Mike, hope everything's going better for you. I, I get it. I was, I've been feeling a little burnout, too, so. Yeah, I am just, I'm glad because I feel like I'm finally coming back. Um, I I have been burnt out, so I am just really happy that um, it's, I'm starting to bounce back a little bit, so that's good. 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 Yeah, it's it's different, right? Everyone, before, during, and after COVID, everyone's going through different phases of burnout, it seems, at different times, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and I'm and I'm still recovering from it. Like yeah. I still don't have the energy to run my Dungeons and Dragons games right now, but I'm getting back. I'm getting there. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll try and uh, try and get a, a, a not wait so long to get another episode up for you guys. But uh, thanks for listening. And uh, hey, Captain Platinum, what should they do while they're waiting? Oh, geez, it's it's been so long. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Dungeon Master Mike, how about you? Uh, game harder. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.